0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 7, 2021. I'm excited for multiple reasons. Number one is Friday. I love closing out the week strong, heading into the weekend strong, but it's also the end of this series. For all year long, I've been teaching you a series entitled um, Progress on Purpose. Why? Because I believe that God has declared some things for 2021, that God has declared that this is a season for us to level up, new levels that we can level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. Now, I know, you know, I've been walking with God now for 26, 27 years, and so it's not that I know a lot of things, but I do understand this. God does everything that he does by grace. Everything that God does, he does by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. It's the grace of God, but we have to receive everything by faith, not by grace. So God calls and commands us to walk and live by faith. So if you want what heaven is announcing, If you want what God is declaring, then you're going to have to pursue it on purpose. If you want progress, you have to go get it on purpose. If you want progress, you have to be intentional. So that said, uh, like I said, I've been teaching this series all uh, all year thus far, and I'm closing it out today. It's Progress on Purpose, and I told you that we would level up in five areas, spiritually, financially, physically, internally, externally, and what I did this week was just provide you a recap of all five of those areas. Well, I've covered four. The last one is today, and so today I'm providing you a recap of what I taught about leveling up externally. What does that mean externally? I did a lot of teaching on relationships. So the title of today's message is Leveling Up Your Relationships. This is a recap, obviously. Leveling Up Your Relationships. You want to go back. All of this content is on todaysword.org or go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. All of these messages are there and everything we put out, we put out for free. So check it out. But I have... Uh, As a recap, as it relates to the things that we covered in relationships, there's four things I want to share with you on this Friday morning as we close out the week strong, close out this series strong, head into the weekend strong, and then get ready for next week because I'm starting a new series. All right, you ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. All right, so I'm not going to belabor this point because I, I taught a lot on this, but there are some roles that you need filled in your life. So here's five roles that you should fill in your life. So you are never gonna become, you know, whoever it is that God called you to be by yourself. You need people. And here are five roles that you need filled. And like I said, I did a lot of teaching on this, so I'm just gonna briefly mention these five roles. Number one is coaches. You do need coaches. These are people that speak to you. These are people that know something. They have an area of expertise and they know how to coach you in it. Right. It could be, it could be fitness, it could be finances, it could be marriage, it could be whatever. You need coaches. They know the value of practice. They know how to drive skills. They know they have proven skills for success and they know how to how to communicate that to you. So you need some coaches in your life, right? Got it. Number two, mentors. Oh man, this is a big one for me. These are people that speak with you, right? These are people that you consider to be at a position in your life that you aspire to be. These are people that you consider to be worthy of emulation. And these are people that are actually willing to invest in you, invest in your success. So you need mentors. You connect with them. They connect with you and they pour into you the things that were poured into them. And it's a blessing. All right. Number three, sponsors. These are people that speak for you, right? This is the favor of God. The favor of God is when God raises up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. A sponsor is someone that picks up the phone. A sponsor is someone that sends a text message or email. And one email, one phone call from a sponsor can can open a door that you could never open, right? I'm talking about these, one phone call from them can do more than 10 years of labor from you, right? I mean, so so you need sponsors in your life. You need people that are going to put their name on your name, right? And that's the favor of God. Number four, models, models of people that you may never speak to. So this is not about having a personal relationship, but these are people that have taken their life lessons and put out content. Maybe they have a YouTube channel. Maybe they wrote books, maybe whatever. But if you have access to whatever the lessons that they have, and this is somebody that inspires you in some way. And I talked a lot about diversity and inclusion in, in this point, because maybe when you're a, a, a person that's a minority or a woman or whatever, and you're growing up, or you've been disadvantaged in some way, and you can see somebody that that looks like you or sounds like you or has a last name that sounds like your last name and they're doing something that you would love to do one day, that model, you can model their success and it, and it becomes a great impact for you. And then lastly, spiritual parents. Uh, this is a spiritual relationship. This is, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, that you are to honor those that, that went before you who brought you the word of God, right? So it says, consider the outcome of their well-spent lives, and then imitate their faith. We don't imitate how they dress. We don't imitate what they drive. We don't imitate where they live. We imitate their faith, but it takes people that are willing to show you what they did to get to where they are from a spiritual perspective. And then there's a spiritual transfer. So when you're you're connected to the right person, while knowledge, like, you know, is not knowledge must be attained, the anointing can be transferred. There's something that's on them that can be transferred on you spiritually, and the impact is supernatural. Say amen to that. All right. Oh, that was all number one. That was a quick recap. All right. Number two greatness is too great of a task for one person. John Maxwell said one is too small a number to achieve greatness, no accomplishment of real value has ever been achieved by a human being working alone. So I just say greatness is too great of a task for one person. Here's my point though, the point here is this. If you think think of anybody that you consider to be, oh my God, this is somebody that's super awesome, they accomplished whatever they accomplished, right? Um, well, guess what? It took a lot of people to get them to where they are. It took a lot of people. There are people that work behind the scenes. There are people that work in the scenes, right? I mean, nobody got to that level. You say, even if it's an individual thing, a triathlete, people invested in that person. Somebody climbed Mount Everest. No, people invested in that person. So so you can't get to where you are without other people. You're going to have to find that the more you unpack someone's success, the more you're going to realize that there were key people, instrumental people in their lives that helped them become the men and women that they are today. So if you want to accomplish anything, that's great. Look at me. If you want to be great at anything, it's going to require other people. Yes. Is it going to require grit, determination uh, from yourself? Absolutely. Are you going to have to put in the work? You bet, you better believe you got to put in the work, but it's also going to require other people. You're going to have to find other people that are willing to invest in your success. And then you have to make yourself worthy of the investment. You have to, you have to be somebody that's open to the investment so that they, the the other people don't feel like they're wasting their time on you because nobody, listen, time is valuable and nobody wants to feel like they're wasting time on you. You got to show them that you value it, that you appreciate it. So which takes me to the third point. Number three, if you want others to invest in you, you got to humble yourself and make yourself teachable. If you want other people to invest in you, you got to be teachable. In this series, I talked about being fat, faithful, available, and teachable. But let me just talk about teachable real quick because I use Moses as an example. So uh, in Exodus chapter 18, Moses was the leader. God chose Moses, right? Actually, he chose him from the foundations of the world. You know, the whole Moses story. I talked about that already. He was born, you know, his mother was, was hiding him. He grew when he could no longer be hid. She released him. He grew up in Pharaoh's house. We We did all of that. All right. So anyway, now he comes back out of the wilderness, says, let my people go. You saw the movie and then boom, they get out. And so they're on the other side now. And so he's the leader. He is the unquestioned leader of Israel. And while he's there, his leadership is tested and your leadership is always going to be tested. First, it got tested by his own family members. Like, you know, who does this joker think that he is? And then it got tested by the fact that, you know, everything was growing. And, uh, and so he was like, man, uh, his father in law was like, "Can I can I talk to you for a minute?" I was like, "Yeah, what's up?" And so you know the story. I went through all of that, and his father in law was like, "I got a son. I love you, man, but I'm going to correct you. You're going to run yourself into the ground. You got to learn. Uh, uh, you got to learn how to delegate. <laughs> you got to learn how to trust other people. You got there's some people that are knowing it to be over five. Some people over ten. Some people over fifty. Some people over hundred. Now not every now what you don't want to do is take somebody that can only manage." Five people and put them over 100. No, that's not good, right? Because you, you, they're, they're going to be skiing, uh, They're going to be punching above their weight, and they won't be able to handle it. But there's some people that can, you could can place over five and over 10 and over 50 and over 100. And you got to let those people do their job. You got to learn how to be decentralized, how to delegate. You got to learn leadership. He got corrected. He was the leader, but his father-in-law corrected him. So here's my point in this: um, Don't confuse your position or your title with being right. If you want to be great, you got to learn how to receive correction. You got to learn how to be open to input. You got to learn how how to have corrective criticism. You can be in charge. Listen to me. You can be in charge. You can have the title. You can be in charge and still need correction. Actually, most of the time, if you're in charge, you're still going to need input right from other people. So never allow the fact that you have a title. Moses had the title, but he was open to the input, the instruction, the wisdom, and the correction of his father-in-law. If you're not open to correction, you may miss the input and the wisdom that God sends your way. So we live in a society today, 2021, that people don't like absolutes. Like, you know, People don't like rights and wrongs. It's like, oh, everything is good. Like, you gotta respect people's opinions, Rick. You gotta, you gotta, you know, let's not be a bigot. Let's, let's respect people's opinions. Let's respect people. Yeah, I got it. I can respect people's opinions, but doggone it. Some things are right and some things are wrong. Like, I mean, like, like you got to be willing to uh, to admit when you're wrong. Like, don't tell me, oh, well, we just have a different perspective. No, dude, you are wrong. Can you admit when you're wrong? You got to be grown enough to admit when you're wrong. You got to be grown enough to admit when you're doing something wrong. And this is all part of your development. And this is all part of relationships and having people. You need somebody like uh, one of my brothers used to say, you need somebody in your life that could tell you that when you're stink, when you <laughs> like, like, dude, you you need a tic-tac. Uh, women will say. You need somebody to tell you, girl, that dress, don't wear that dress. Like you need somebody to be able to tell you the truth and you need to be open to the correction without, watch this, without getting offended. You got to be mature enough to receive input from other people without getting offended. I remember uh, one time uh, my spiritual father, he corrected me uh, and, uh, and, you know, I didn't like it. I don't like being correct. I don't like being wrong. Like, I don't like being wrong, but hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong or whatever. And so so I accepted it. You know, I, I didn't like it, but, you know, I took it. Yes, sir. You know, I got corrected. And then uh, and then that was it. That was the end of it. it not, I, I'm, a, I'm I'm a big boy. I can handle it. You can tell me when I'm wrong. I I, I can accept it. And uh, he said to me, and then we went through this period where I got tested and all, all of that. And he said to me, son, you know, I want to thank you. For one, receiving the correction and also going through that test and passing it. Because if you would have got offended, he said, I've seen a lot of people come to church. I've seen a lot of people come. They say all this stuff. And then once they're tested, they leave. They get offended and they leave. He said, now, thankfully you didn't leave. And so he said, son, thank you for not leaving. But then he said something I would never forget. He said, if now I know you have an assignment here. You know, you have an assignment. I know you have an assignment. But if you had left, God would have sent somebody else to replace you. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I didn't process it. Man, I, I, I left there and I was processing that. And I was like, man, the devil is like, that's true. If I would have left, if, if if you watch this, if you derail yourself from your destiny, if you decide you're a free moral agent, you grown, you can do whatever you want. I mean, God's not going to force you. If you say, I'm not doing it. Okay, cool. Guess what? no one monkey is going to stop God's show. And so God, the, the show will go on. God will find somebody else. And so what I'm not going to do, what I'm not going to do, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. What I'm not going to do is let somebody else run my race. What I'm not going to do is let somebody else accomplish my assignment because I was stiff necked or or hard headed or I got offended. No, 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 no. You need people in your life. You need relationships. You need to be grown enough to accept correction. You need to be open to correction and instruction. The word of God is good for a lot of things. It's also good for correction, say amen to that. So you got to be humble enough to accept correction when you get it. And then number four, and finally, the last thing, number four, last point, but I got a lot of this number four. Your friends will have a great impact on you. So you got to pick the right friends. If you pick the right friends, here's one of the things that people don't uh, uh, realize about picking the right friends. When you pick the right friends, you're protecting your anointing. (laughs) <laughs> when you pick the right friends, you're protecting your anointing. Um, I, I know, um, uh, Isabella and I kind of, we talk about this sometimes and, 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 you know, people say like, oh, "Yo, you trust your husband like that or whatever. Like, you know, there's some women that like checking their husband's phone and text messages and all that. And she's like, girl, I don't have time for that. She said, my husband, uh, he's stupid. Like if he wants to violate, watch this. She says, if he wants to disrespect the anointing that's on his life that's on him she knows that if i were to do something stupid i am destru- i am running the risk of not becoming the man that god called me to be and i honor god enough of course i honor my wife of course i love my wife but i honor god enough to protect the anointing that's on my life and when you and so if you understand the anointing what god has graced you you if you understand what you're carrying in the spirit then you also understand that you can't connect with everybody you also understand that you got to protect your anointing. You got to honor the anointing that's on your God enough to protect it enough that, that you can't connect with everybody. You just can't hang with everybody because some people, mm-mm, no, I can't. That you, you're just not the same people. You're not going down the same road. So when you surround yourself with the right people, you're going to hear the right things. You're going to get the right advice. Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But what? His delight is in what? The law of the Lord. In that law does he meditate? How often? Day and night. What's the result? He shall be like a tree, not just any tree, but a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. He's going to bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Everything I touch is successful. I, I got the Midas touch. Everything that I touch turns to gold, but I'm, I'm not surrounded myself with ungodly counsel. I'm not listening to the wrong things. Why? Because I understand Proverbs 13 and 20. Proverbs 13 and 20 teaches us that both wisdom and foolishness can be transferred by association. So if you surround yourself with the wrong people, you're gonna receive the wrong input. What's on them is gonna rub off on you. And and, and, yeah, so you just can't be around the, the wrong people. Wisdom and foolishness can be transferred by association. My mother, i tell you what my mother used to say. Enséñame con quien andas y te dire quién eres. Show me who you hang with and I'll show you who you are. Or show me who you hang with and I'll show you your future. So if you surround yourself with the wrong people, you're going to become the wrong person. You can't get bad input and think that you're going to make great decisions. So Paul said it this way First Corinthians 15 and 33. He says, Please don't be fooled. Come on, guys. Don't be dumb. Bad friends. Can ruin your habits and corrupt your character. If you have bad friends, it's going to mess up your character. Don't do that. You're trying to build good habits, but you can't build good habits with bad friends. Solomon said, one who who has unreliable friends is soon going to wind up in ruin. But you can have true friends. And watch this. When you have real true friends, your true friends can be closer than a brother. You can have friends, godly friends, anointed friends who are closer to you than your blood relatives. I mean, you can have friends on that level. Listen, here's the point. You get to do life with people. Um, You're not in isolation. There are no lone rangers in the body of Christ. So you get to do life with people and you get to choose who you do life with. So choose the right people so that you can receive the right input. And then the last thing, as I close out this series, this is the last point I'll make. One of the hardest things to do is go different ways when you and your friends are growing in different directions. Unfortunately, here's the truth. Unfortunately, everybody can't handle what God is doing in your life. Unfortunately, you can't share everything that God is saying to you with everybody. And I went through all of that in this series, but everybody can't handle it. So why? Because you have to be processed to be able to, I've told you this many times, you look at me, you must be processed to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with your assignment. And so if you submit to that processing, you're going to come into the process one way and you're going to come out the other side of the processing a different way. And once you're processed and you're developed and you come out the other side of it and you come out a different way, there's some friends that can't handle that evolution. And when they look at you, some friends are going to celebrate that evolution. Hey, God bless you, man of God. Hey, God bless you, sis. I love you. That's amazing. But some won't be able to handle that evolution. And what they'll do is they'll try to get you to go back to who you were. And they'll say, why? Oh, you changed now what are you doing? Oh, you change. You think you're... No, don't change. And they try to get you to go backwards. And if, if if you got people that can't celebrate where you're going, if you got people that can't celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy, and you got people that are always constantly trying to get you to go back to who you were instead of who you are and where you're going, then unfortunately, there's going to come a time when you guys have to part ways. And, and we, looked at, we looked at Abraham, we looked at... Uh, what happened with his nephew, and, and and God was not able to say what he wanted to say until he parted ways with his nephew. There are some people that are holding you back. God wants you to live your life out in times and seasons, levels and stages, and as you do, watch this, you can't grow without changing, and so as you're growing, as you're changing, as you're evolving, there are going to be some people around you that see that change and, will man, they will encourage you, and there's going to be some people that see that change and they don't like the development, and they'll, they'll try to pull you back. And then and, and at that point, one of the hardest things to do is love them enough and love yourself enough to say, listen, you know, I mean, I can I still celebrate you and everything, and maybe we'll just have to fellowship from afar. But I'm gonna become who God called me to be. I'm not gonna stop and I'm not going backwards. Forward ever, backward, never. The best is yet to come. That's how I live my life. So you got to level up your relationships. If you do, you will level up your life. Let's close out this series. With a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice. Listen, man, this series has been good, right? We this is over four months of teaching you got in this series. Uh my God, I, I pray that you really enjoyed it, that it was a blessing to you. Leave me some comments in the chat about it. I know it was great for me. And now next week we'll start something else. All right, let's close this out with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for connecting me to the right people at the right times the right seasons, the right levels, the right stages. I humble myself to receive from the people you assign to me. I appreciate those that you have ordained to be in my life. I also know that some people are with me for a season. Some people are with me for a lifetime. When it is time to let some people go, I speak life and blessing over them. But I will not be moved by the fact that their season in my life is over because your season in my life will never be over. I am tirelessly committed to pursuing you, to surrounding myself with the right people, to receiving the right input, and to becoming the man or woman you call me to be. I level up my relationships in 2021. I level up my life. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. This series has been amazing. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak into your life. I thank God for you. I speak life and blessing over you. Man, this has been good. Do me a favor. If this series has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I definitely go back and I read every comment and I want to see what you guys have to say about this series. And then do me a favor, share, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. And I'll see you on Monday, Monday morning with a brand new series. God bless you.